Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Plant Powered People Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Kane and Tony Okamoto. We are always looking out for people who are just stepping into being vegan. I think it's such a it's an extra hard time, but also an extra exciting time. And I know it's sort of most helpful to bring people on the podcast who are just facing a lot of the most difficult struggles, coming out to their family and friends and figuring out how to eat out and what to eat and where to shop and how to keep it affordable, all of those things. And so that's why we're really excited to bring on our guests today. We're bringing on Liam and Ollie, two longtime friends over in the UK who have been longtime meat eaters and decided to go fully vegan for one month, but it's actually now been six weeks, which is pretty cool. And they're still going strong. And we're going to talk to them about what their experience has been like at this early stage of totally stepping into a brand new diet. They've had totally different approaches and they share a lot of tips that we hope will be helpful and inspiring for you. We know that it can just be a challenge in general to change your eating habits. But when you are totally unfamiliar with what vegan even means. I I feel like it's it's even it's even harder, but I know that changing your food habits in general can be really challenging especially around the holidays, especially when you have a family who's not plant-based. So I am really excited about this episode. I think that they both have a really friendly and upbeat attitude and I'm excited to bring them on. But before we jump in, we want to say a big thank you to our sponsors of this episode, Caraway and Gaim. Now, whether you're brand new to vegan living, just stepping in or longtime vegan, one thing is certain, and that's having cookware and kitchen equipment that really work uh, and make it easy and fun for you to cook is a huge help and a huge win. And that is why I've been absolutely loving Caraway. <laughs> Caraway Home makes kitchenware, non-toxic cookware and bakeware collections that are designed for the modern home and they feature a chemical-free ceramic coating so that food can be prepared with a peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce compound or chemicals will leach into your food, your healthy ingredients. And that ceramic coating is totally nonstick. So I struggled cooking tofu for like the first 10 years of being vegan. It always stuck to the pan. And yes, I could just add more oil or try different different tactics. But ultimately, I ended up switching to a nonstick pan that was made with chemicals. And it made cooking so much easier. I was just like, oh, well, this is life. There's chemicals involved. But friends, I recently found Caraway. I adore them. It is totally non-toxic. It's healthy. And the nonstick works so beautifully. It's easy to clean, all the good stuff. So you've got to check them out. You can visit caraway.com. Sorry. You can visit carawayhome.com slash plantpoweredkitchen. And you can actually take advantage of the limited time offer for 10% off your purchase that they're offering exclusively for our listeners of the Plant Powered People podcast. So again, carawayhome.com slash plantpoweredkitchen. And you can use the code plantpoweredkitchen at checkout. We also want to thank our sponsor, Gaim, who has been helping us prioritize our wellness. They've been leaders in the fitness industry for over 30 years and have been making, working out, doing yoga, practicing meditation in the comfort of your own home, easy and accessible. We also appreciate what they stand for. On their website, it says, at Gaim, we believe that by nurturing, protecting, and respecting the earth and everyone and everything that exists here, we enrich our own lives and those of future generations. Michelle and I couldn't agree more. 
Besides being an amazing company, I've also personally benefited from their resistance bands and weights and high quality yoga mats, jump ropes, and have really incorporated fitness into my life without having to go to the gym or uh, go running outside. I really appreciate that because it makes it so much easier to take a break from work and get some exercise in. Their products are great. Whether you're looking to practice mindfulness or work on your cardio, there's something for everyone's wellness journey on their website. And you can check them out at gaiam.com. Thank you again to our sponsors. Now on to our episode. Hi, Liam and Ollie. Welcome to the Plant Powered People podcast. Thank, Thank you, you for so having us. Uh, we are so excited to have you. Michelle actually knows you because she was on your podcast. Yeah, we had a great chat when you guys were first exploring the vegan lifestyle and like what it is, what it's all about. Um, and it was such a such a blast chatting about kind of how to do it, steps to take, and hearing about your interest in giving it a try, which you've now done. But I'd love to hear just really quickly the story of um, how you found out about vegan living and why you decided to give it a try. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, thank you for, for having us on. So it all came about of myself, Ollie and Liam, we've got our own podcast called Two Guys, One Topic. And each week we take a topic that we probably don't know very much about or you think you've heard about, and we just want to explore it in a lot more detail. And one of our weeks, the choice was veganism. And that's how we got into it, wasn't it, Liam? Yeah, exactly. So we then spent a week reading about it, researching about it, learning basically everything there is to know or that we thought we could know about veganism. And, you know, you know, the more we read about it, the more we researched it, the more we sort of felt like maybe this is something we could give it a go. You know, we, we actually we spoke to Michelle and we said, you know, the more you sort of peel back the layers, the more you realize, actually, maybe I should do this. And, um, and, and we sort of jokingly said, well, we'll give it a go. And then uh, you can have a chat with us about our experience. And then here we are. Yeah, Michelle, you were our topic expert, weren't you? And one of the things that we enjoyed about speaking with you as well, is just your more so relaxed approach to, to veganism, as in how important it is, but not coming across as, as preachy or whatever. And yeah, like Liam said, it made us want to give it a go. So here we are today. That's awesome. Yeah, Michelle is really, really welcoming and inclusive and inspires so many people to want to explore. Even the most, like the biggest skeptics, naysayers. Uh, we had a friend over, we had a friend on our podcast who uh, one time even put meat in Michelle's face and yeah. she's still <laughs> friends with him and now he's a vegan. So she's <laughs> doing something right. Uh, I'm really curious of all of the things that you explored. What is it that really called to you? Is it the environmental impacts, the animal welfare, the health aspect? Um, for me, it was the environmental stuff. It was it was not, yeah, not so much the, the killing, I guess, of animals, but like the facts. Like, what was it, Ollie? It was something like seventy percent of all farmland is is only you're only growing crops to feed animals that we then kill. It just it boggled my mind, stuff like that. And the the amount of greenhouse emissions that, that all of the animals give out is like equivalent to every car and train and plane. And just some of those numbers were just mind boggling. And it just, it, you can't ignore it. And um, 
yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's what really got it for me. What about you, Ollie? For me, it was much more the health benefit side of it. So um, I'd listened to a previous podcast of yourselves and the Netflix one about game changers that you'd mentioned and just how you've got these super high-end athletes who rely on a plant-based diet who are performing maybe better than what they've ever previously done. Um, Liam and I, we're, we're both runners and I'd I'd had an injury on my um, on, on one of my knees, and so just thinking maybe changing my diet would also then help. And then as we got into it more and more, reading about the environmental impact and all the other parts, it just seemed to make logical sense to switch my diet. And really, I don't need to be eating any meat. It's so cool to see such different reasons uh, drawing you in, but then. Once you're there, you have all these other positive benefits at the same time. Like maybe animals aren't your passion, but just by default, by doing something to help your health and to help the environment, you're also saving lives. So that's pretty cool. I'm curious how much you knew already when you went into this. It seems like, well, it's hard for Tony and I to know because our heads are in this space all the time for decades. So (laughs) we know all the information. We see it everywhere in our circles. But I'm wondering how much it's just getting out to the mainstream to normal people. Like what were you already aware of and what was brand new to you? So there was something shortly before we did our topic on veganism. And I don't know if this is the best example, but Liam and I, we were out in London and we stopped to have a McDonald's. And there was the plant burger. And I said to Liam, I'm going to give that a try, see what it's like. And I couldn't tell the difference. So from a, from a food point of view, you know, I quite like my food. I'm quite happy on trying new things and, and seeing what they taste like. And I was pleasantly surprised. And I think I was pleasantly surprised because I'd been scarred from 15 years ago of trying just vegetarian sausages. And they seem to taste like cardboard. They, um, but it obviously, evidently now, the food has come on leaps and bounds um, from, from where it was then. And it's really tricky to tell the difference. It's also, it's also everywhere, isn't it? I, I, find, I found it so easy because it, it doesn't seem to matter what supermarket you go in. You, you can get vegan versions of everything. And, and it, it just seems so simple to do. Um, you know, I'd never tried it, but it was always, it's always in your eye line, isn't it? As you're going shopping, it's always like, you get this, get this. And, and, I, and I never did. Um, but having done so, I, I found it, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was dead easy. And here we are. And just coming back to Michelle about your inclusiveness was sometimes it has felt when I've thought about this as a topic or a way of living previously, people can come across as quite preachy. But yeah, that absolutely wasn't the case with yourself. And then just being yeah, so inclusive just helped us along the way. Oh, that makes my heart happy to hear. <laughs> We've seen lots of instances where people go vegan and then they just, it, it feels like too much pressure or they're getting pressure from other people. And that's their reason for going back. Um, even though they're feeling better and all the things, it's just that word can come with a lot of just a lot around it. So um, to take that pressure off, you can make a ton of change and a big impact and not it just, it's all positive when you step in and just like enjoy the process and try the new products at the store. That is so cool. I think it's also hard to carry everyone else's expectations. Like we had a friend who tried plant-based eating and he never said, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I'm just going to try it out. And every everyone who knew him 
who was vegan and more, more, I wouldn't say militant, but just really, really passionate about it, uh, had these expectations for him, like, oh, he's going to love it. He's going to stay vegan forever. He already is seeing the changes. And that's a lot of pressure to put on someone that they can't make a mistake or if they eat something even by accident, because they didn't know that it had gelatin or chicken broth or whatever. Like that's a lot to put on someone. And I can see how it's easier to just say, you know what, I'm going to put my hands up because this is too much for me. All I wanted to do is try this out. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Okay. So as you were researching, how much of the uh, like environmental and animal ethic side of it did you know already? Or was most of that new to you? Yeah. Next to nothing. I, I genuinely blow my mind finding out most of that stuff. You know, things things like the amount of water that a cow yes. drinks, that just yeah. stuff that, that you would never, ever know is a thing. Um, yeah, none of it, I don't think. Um, but ho- hopefully on our podcast, hopefully we've got it across. You know, like we said when we spoke to you, just as more and more people are talking about it, you just try and change a few people's opinions or, or just share that knowledge with just a few other people, then more people are going to learn about it. But I don't think we knew next to anything, did we? Ollie? No, no, same here. Wow, that is amazing. It's definitely encouraging um, to keep doing the work to just kind of like put information out there so people can find it and learn themselves. Because yeah. you see so often when people do learn, like really human beings are good people. We want to be doing the best that we can. And if there's options there that are healthier and that taste the same or that are, you know, just better for our world, uh, most people will take those. So that's, that's great to hear and to see such rapid action. Okay. So before we jump into like really your experience and how it's been, this is now six weeks, right? After you started. Yes. Okay. Uh, the way that we usually do this podcast is we start with a little bit of backstory and history of like what you're eating life was like before yeah. this so that growing up uh clearly you guys like fast food mcdonald's yeah. what what types of food were you eating and how was that transition over to the food that you're eating now i would, you yeah i would probably say that i had meat with every meal like, i almost had that you know that fallacy of that mindset that it wouldn't be tasty unless there was some meat in there. So I, I was a heavy, heavy meat eater. I know I was. Um, and I liked, you know, good old British fry ups that we'd have even for breakfast. And yeah, I, I would have a, a lot of meat previously. I, I don't think I really did. I eat lots of pasta and rice. Um, we quite often have pasta and different sauces and things like that. So, you know, I did eat sausages and burgers and, and pizza from time to time, but Generally, I'm not. I didn't quite eat as much meat as Ollie as Ollie uh, does. Um, I do drink a lot of milk. Um, I, I go to the gym a lot. I have a lot of protein shakes. Um, you know that was a concern, but uh, otherwise, no, not a lot of meat really. So I I, th- I thought ahead of time that I think this is probably a little bit more doable for me because of the way I eat anyway. What about cheese for you, Liam? Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, actually. That's quite major, actually. I do eat a cheese sandwich pretty much every day. So I don't know how I've managed to forget that one. Um, but um, yeah, uh, other than that, I, I don't I don't really eat masses of meat. Um, no. 
I love this because when we were talking on your podcast and you were both thinking of giving it a try, um, we talked about different approaches to how you can step into plant-based eating. And you, you had talked about giving it a try for a month and you were thinking, I think about Veganuary, but you ended up starting sooner. But you both took very different approaches. Like you can jump in all at once or you can go in stages. And Liam, I remember you being more hesitant. So even though it feels <laughs> like it was less of a change, um, you seem like a little bit more cautious to step in slowly. Can you talk each one of you about the approach that you took and how that was? Would you recommend it? Did you like it? Do you wish you had tried it a different way? Okay. So I went with a step-by-step approach and, and I, I, I teach maths as a job and I sort of quite analytical. I was like, right, here's what I'm going to do. Job one, I'm going to sort out what I have for breakfast and I'm just going to make that vegan. So job one was to just switch out milk. So I swapped out my milk for almond milk and I, I liked it immediately. I put it on some cereal while we were watching telly with my wife and I, as she said, you're going to love this. And I liked it straight away. So I, I remember, Michelle, you saying some people have to mix milk and you, you might try a little half and half till you, you get used to it. I, I did not have that problem. Loved it immediately. Phase two, week two was to switch out cheese, which was a bit of a big deal, as we said. Um, I was a bit worried. Um, I wouldn't, you know, I've eaten cheese every day of my life, probably for 30 something years. But again, I couldn't really taste much difference, if I'm honest. I swapped the cheese out with my sandwiches. My crisps were already vegan. So that was my lunch and my breakfast sorted. Week three, I went with changing all my snacks. So all the things I eat around the day. So that's quite easy to do, I found. You know, you could go into a supermarket. Um, and there'd be, you know, loads of vegan snacks, just switch out cereal bars for vegan ones. I swapped my protein for some vegan protein, which again, I could hardly tell the difference. So at three weeks, that meant my breakfast and my lunch and all my other snacks were vegan. Um, and then last, well, and then on the fourth week, um, you know, I went with, right, I'm going to swap all of the things I eat at tea time, you know, my final meal of the day. Um, that was a bit harder because I had to sort of get my wife to agree to do it with me as well but again because we eat lots of pasta and rice and grains and things didn't really find it too difficult um but yeah i, I found step by step really really straightforward and it just it, it made get, gave me something to focus on you know each week was just a, a new thing to focus on uh, until eventually there was nothing left yeah and for me just the way that my brain works, I suppose, rather than having that gradual process, I just thought I'm going to jump in with two feet and just change my diet on the spot. So that's exactly what I did. And actually, it went a lot better than what I thought it would do. So yeah, straight away, you know, having I have oat milk, um, so I quite like oat milk, it turns out. I made that switch pretty easily. And then it would just be thinking about whatever I would be having for lunch, um, just making that a, a vegan alternative. Or I found myself eating much more fruit as well as my snacks. Um, and in, just in general, it's it's been a health benefit overall. Like I think I think my, my insides feel healthier, which is a bit of a strange thing to say, um, but I, I feel I feel good for it. And I think it's actually it's actually been a, a change that I'm going to carry on with for the long term, I think, having made that jump. It's a bit of an uphill learning path to begin with, having to switch out everything all at once. Um, it didn't quite feel over, overwhelmed by it, but for me, it was just easier to make that entire switch rather than doing bits and pieces along the way. 
That is so awesome to hear that you're considering doing this long-term. And uh, these approaches sound similar to the journeys that Michelle and I had. She went all in right away and I went more gradual, but instead of over a week, (laughs) it took me years. And, uh, And I think that for anyone listening, there are a lot of different approaches and they each could be good good for you. you. I think it's trying it out, seeing what works. For me, I tried to go all, all in right away and I kept on making mistakes over and over and over and it was discouraging. So when I switched up um, my expectations for myself, it made it more manageable to be gradual and to think about it as a long-term goal rather than a short-term one. Yeah. I'm I'm really interested in hearing why vegan right now. Uh, what got you thinking about eating plant-based or learning more about plant-based and meeting Michelle? How did you at this time find this information interesting and helpful? It was all because of our podcast and learning about a different topic each week. So we we knew what well, we knew the high level of what vegan meant and what veganism was, we weren't so quite well clued up about the whole lifestyle. We thought it was more diet-based. And it was then when we got into it and started to scratch beneath the surface and understand more about its origins and where it came from, that we you start to just learn a little bit more and think, actually, do I really need to have meat or you know animal products as part of my everyday life? And, and Liam and I sort of came to the conclusion that no, you don't really. And let's see if we can get some of these these other benefits that come from having a plant-based and vegan way of living. Yeah, we try and we try and pick topics, don't we, Ollie, that, that you'll have heard of or that are maybe are a bit relevant in the like now at, at the time. And it just felt like like veganism and being vegan was was becoming more mainstream and, and you seem to hear and see it a lot more. But we didn't know anything about it and then it was it's just straight off the back of that, that that we then researched all about it we then spoke to michelle and and by like exactly like you said by scratching underneath that surface a little bit and actually learning about veganism made us want to do it that is so cool <clears throat> i am super eager to hear about the struggles the struggles that you both faced one of the things that we try and dig into on this this podcast is the hardships and difficult situations and maybe challenges that people go through as they're trying to step into plant-based living or as they're living as a long-time vegan even, and then how to overcome those. So it's so great hearing at the end of the six weeks, oh, you're feeling good, you're loving it. But along the way, I'm sure there were bumps or things that you encountered or things that you ate you didn't realize were vegan. Do you have any of those stories you'd like to share? Um, uh, go on, Ollie. You go first. So for me, probably the the toughest part of it has been letting my my mum know and my mother in law know that with Christmas coming up that I've changed my diet. Which <laughs> it's been quite funny. There, you know, how long are you going to be doing this for? Yeah, we understand that you're doing this, but yeah, really, how you know what about Christmas? And, and I've just said to them, you know, it's it's something that I. I really like um, like the idea of it, and had to have a, you know a few difficult conversations with with a couple of other different people where you mention it to them and they they start to to question you know why you're doing it or what about 
missing out on some of the deficiencies in your diet. Surely you're not getting any protein anymore. And yourselves did a great podcast that Liam and I listened to as part of our research for doing our podcast back in April about some of those questions where people ask you or their reasons for you not to be vegan almost. And it, that was really useful. So it's just that whole thing of just slightly like educating people that there are lots of benefits. It's not just a health thing, you know, there's a planet thing. Um, but I think the a, a struggle I had at home is that I haven't changed all of my family's diet overnight. So I changed mine overnight, but I would still, I like to cook. I do the cooking at, at home um, quite regularly. So I'd maybe be making things for my family, which weren't plant-based to begin with. And just needing to remind myself as I cook or um, yeah, not to just be trying things along the way or, you know, have a little bit of a snack or just pick up a sausage and, and eat the, the sausage once it's cold or left over or whatever. So I just had to be mindful the whole time, but I, I feel like I've made that adjustment now. My, um, the thing I found most difficult is it's the cost I, fa- I found. I'm, I'm not a fantastic cook and I found that, that, I tend to cook things that w- that are pre-made, you know, not necessarily microwave meal, but maybe like a pre-made burger or something like that. And I and I've I, I just found that buying some of those things w- is a bit more expensive. And and vegan cheese is more expensive than normal cheese. And um, you know, I I just felt financially it was a bit more costly. And I, I had to weigh up, you know, in my own mind, like, is it how much you know i think michelle you told us about your why like you've got to really remember what your why is and i had to really remind myself a few times like i'm doing this because i i know how bad this stuff is for the environment and i know that i need to do something about it and you know fortunately i can afford to do so but just just for 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 a little while for the first few weeks for certain it was a bit um a bit difficult to get my head around the fact that it was costing me just, you know, not masses and masses more money, but definitely a, a noticeable amount more money than perhaps I'd expected it to be. Um, but, uh, you know, over time, I've gotten better at cooking and, you know, buying those vegetables and, and eating more fruit. You know, there's plenty of ways that it doesn't have to be expensive. Um, but, yeah, I guess that that for me, that would be my number one sort of sort of hardship but it's it's you know not the worst thing in the world oh liam i am here for you my whole brand is called plant based on a budget it's what i've been doing for okay. almost 10 years now uh, helping people save money on plant-based eating so i've got you covered michelle and i have a really great resource called the plant based on a budget meal plan i'm going to send that to you right after okay. this call great. and we're going to hook you up so that will hopefully ease some of the tension that you're feeling with okay. eating plant based and and then ollie you said a couple things that really resonated with me because I remember on two instances, one, I was a nanny when I became plant-based and I was making a turkey sandwich and it's so easy to forget and try, (laughs) try what you're eating. And I had just decided to be veget. It was vegetarian Uh at the time. And I was, I was making this sandwich and I ate part of the sandwich was like, no, I ate the turkey (laughs) sandwich. Uh, And then the second one is that for Christmas, the very first year I became plant-based, uh, my aunt 
went out of her way and made a lot of food for me to freeze as a Christmas gift. And part of them were these Mexican meatballs. And uh, she made them vegetarian, but used a brand that had eggs in them. And I had to make the choice to accept the gift and I ate them. And that was a choice I made. I Not everyone would make that choice. But at that time, new in my vegan journey, that was the choice I made to respect my aunt. And also they were free to me. The damage had been done that they were, they were purchased. They were in a meal. And so I ate them, but I, I feel like these are experiences that people face around the holidays around sharing food. And actually that's something else Michelle and I really, really focus on. And we even wrote the friendly vegan cookbook specifically for this, this issue is that sharing food is such an important part of our culture, of our human experience. And, uh, and, and, I hope to see more resources that show how to make that easier for people. I found that um, generally, you know, something sort of Ollie said there, like your friends, if they're really your friends, they are supportive and they do back you up. And me and Ollie just totally by coincidence went to um, it's my nephew's birthday party yesterday. So my brother had put on a spread of food. Now he knew that me and Ollie are going through this journey and he prepared a whole bunch of vegan stuff for us, you know, yeah. and there was, there was other people there. Um, but, you know, everyone's trying it. You know, my mum was there and she said, what's the vegan sausages? What's, I'll try this. Oh, it tastes like a normal sausage. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I've certainly found that, that anyone who, who is not supportive of you, I, I, don't, I found very few of those because generally my mates and everybody I hang around with, you know, they're on my side. That is so, so sweet. I, I always, to this day, I step into any situation that's like an unknown. So you're going to someone else's party or a wedding or whatever, and I expect nothing. So bring my own dish or have an en- have a meal before I go or bring, yeah. pack some energy bars just in case, like expect nothing. And it is such a, just a warm, fuzzy, amazing surprise when someone really does go above and beyond and takes into consideration the way that you're eating and prepare something special. And I do find that that happens a lot. It's never expected. And it's always just like, oh my gosh. But <laughs> Tony and I did a podcast episode uh, bringing on our our sort of parents, our family, and how they re- responded when we first came home being like, so we're vegan now and we're doing holidays different and everything. And both of us had really, uh, we were very lucky. We had just very good experiences where our family mostly supported us. Um, but I know for a lot of people, it's very challenging and they don't have that support and they feel very alone at the table and they don't have food to eat and they're hungry. <laughs> so wherever you fall on that, um, it is like the holiday season is part of the vegan experience and uh, it passes and you can do a lot by preparing, learning how to bake and cooking yummy, amazing food on your own. So you don't have to feel like you're missing out on like those holiday favorites. Um and then, yeah, just coming in with no expectations. We also have a lot of resources. If you if you do have family who might challenge you at the table or not know what to do for you, uh, that it, it can be tricky and it can feel overwhelming, especially if you're trying to figure out your why. Still, Michelle made a great point on your podcast, which is the, which is the why. And if yeah. if you have all these challenges and you don't really feel super committed, it's easy to feel 
that again, that pressure. Someone's like, just try this, just eat this. Why won't you just have this one meal? No it's, big deal. It's Christmas. Come on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and so yeah. Uh, aside from your family at large and holidays, how's your family at home responding? Um, maybe your partners or kids, if you have them, how are they supporting you, if at all? My so I've got a little boy who's four and he's a little sponge and like when they're that age they just do anything you say pretty much and he all the time daddy you won't even believe these meatballs are vegan they are you won't even be able to tell the difference and just he's he's in it with me and he's taking part my my daughter's too so she knows even even less but like just bringing him along with us on this journey and it just it just makes things so much easier I found he he's super supportive, but mainly because he's he's my little boy and he will be. Um, but I, I found my family have helped out enormously, and my wife does most of the cooking as well. So if she's not on board, I would be in trouble. <laughs> oh, that is so sweet! I love that your little ones are are jumping at it. I have a almost two year old, and he has so much fun in the kitchen. We've started baking together, and yeah, he's not to the point where we're talking about these things. Like he doesn't know anything different, but just that I'm like introducing him to cool vegetables or like just plant-based foods that I think a lot of people don't see while they're growing up or even growing food. I've started um, gardening and growing food and bringing kids into that that process where they can actually pick tomatoes off of um, pick tomatoes themselves or pick their lettuce, all, all those kinds of things is such a cool experience for kids. They're starting to incorporate that into schools, which is really nice. Um, but that's so cool. For me, I've maybe done it a little bit more under the radar with my children. So I've got a five <laughs> and a three-year-old. And so tonight we had spaghetti bolognese um, with a bolognese sauce. It was all entirely vegan and they ate it. They loved it. But you know, going back six weeks ago, it would have been a, a meat-based version of it. Whereas today they ate it and they, yeah, they were clean plates at the end. Um, so yeah, they, they didn't know. So I've, I've just maybe not been as, as obvious with, uh, with my little ones in doing it. My, my wife, she enjoys the food, um, that, that we've been making and, and trying. It's been quite fun trying to try out the the vegan versions of things that we would typically eat. And it's, it's normally small changes. It's just small changes of, you know, a few ingredients here or there that will then make you end up with pretty much the same meal that you had before. But you obviously know that it's, it's completely plant-based. That's amazing. Well, do either of you have any tips to share based on your experience? And then can you also just share like a little bit about how you're feeling going forward. Um, if you feel inspired or just want to sort of integrate some things, uh, where do you stand now? I definitely see this as something which I'm going to carry on doing for the long term. It's it's one of those things where I feel like I've put the the effort and the work in to to learn about it and to make those those switches and that those lifestyle changes that it's something that I'll just be able to, to keep up with and to, to carry on doing. Um, definitely feel, feel excited about it going forwards. There's even, it's just getting out there and there's, there's more options for it. So it was my wife's birthday the other day and I, I took her for afternoon tea 
in London near Buckingham Palace. And the afternoon tea, there was an option there, which was a vegan option, which I don't know if I would have taken notice of it previously, but now, now I'm looking for the vegan options. Things are all around. It, I imagine for Liam and I, it's been much easier than it was for yourselves doing it 10 years ago. It seems so much more mainstream now and so much more out there that it's, it's, I imagine, a lot more straightforward for us and for people to be making that switch nowadays compared to what it was for you. I totally agree with that, Ollie. Uh, like the very first time I was doing anything, my wife was doing the online shopping and then she passed me the app and she said, you know, do you want to get, what do you want to get for vegan? You touch vegan, there's everything. There's literally everything that we ever eat. There's a vegan version of it. Um, yeah, I thought that was, it just makes it so easy. But my tip would be, and Michelle said it and I've mentioned it, is to really know your why. Why are you doing this? What is your reason for it? Keep that in the back of your mind. You know, if you're in a situation that you can't find a vegan option or there's a bit of pressure for you to, you know, eat something that isn't vegan. Just remember why you're doing it and it makes it so much easier. As long as you know why. Mine was environmentally. You know, I, I was all about the environment and it just, as long as it's in, in your head all the time, I just found it really, really easy. Um, and also doing it in steps. I, I'm a massive, ad, you know, I didn't try it Ollie's way. I'm not, don't know if I would have been able to do it that way, but I, as I said, I'm a huge advocate of doing it in stages. Just choose one thing and eliminate. And Michelle said when she spoke to us on our podcast, you know, even if that's the only thing you do, if if you switch out all your milk, you are going to make a difference. And then slowly and slowly, slowly catch your monkey. You you know, you start changing out things until before you know it, you haven't got anything left that isn't vegan. Um, I think yeah, Michelle said about meat free Mondays as well as a as a starter, which makes complete sense. Yeah, start small, but for me, I just thought I'm going to jump two feet in and go for it. There's a there's a funny story that you. Um, you reminded me of Ollie when uh, we were hanging out with Michelle's birth father, Greg, we went to eat pizza one time and he, it was one of those pizza places where you got to see all the topics and then you tell them which ones you want on there and they didn't have any vegan cheese. And he was like, what? They yeah, they had vegan meat. They had vegan meat. They had all uh, the delicious vegetables. I was like, okay. what? They don't have vegan cheese here? And Michelle and I were like, oh, that's really sweet. Like these vegans today, like before you would get sauce and some vegetables, Michelle and I don't even eat mushrooms. So we wouldn't even have mushrooms which okay. for that meaty texture. And so, uh, yes, vegans today or aspiring vegans or people who are lactose intolerant or just it is so much easier today and the options available are so much better than they were 15 years ago when we started down this journey. And uh, I am really, really excited that you both are feeling the, the positives and are overcoming the obstacles with such grace and seemingly ease. It seems like you both are really um, just fitting in nicely. And I'm, I'm proud of you guys. Uh, I also, I also had one more question about resources. You said you were really digging in to vegan living when you started researching. And I'm wondering if you came across any that you thought, wow, this is what I feel inspired by. And if you could share those with our audience so they can, they can be inspired too. 
There was one, I think, for both Liam and I, which this, sorry, isn't quite inspirational, but was a bit of a surprise to us. Um, so we were, we used the, um, we used your website as well as we were using the Vegan Society's website. And one of the things they talked about in the the wider way of living was not going to things, not going to sports events that involve animals, such as horse racing or greyhound racing or going to zoos. And that was one of the things that we hadn't really thought about, had we, Liam, in terms of the the, the, the lifestyle part of it. And then just taking into account yeah, medicine and just that whole part of doing what is practically possible was something that I think Liam and I both resonated with as saying, yeah, do it, do it as much as you can, but where practically possible. I think in um, just knowing that, you know, medicine and what have you can be tested on animals, but it's more important that you take your medicine than not take it. Um, but yeah, anything that, that was inspiring for you, Liam? No, yeah, just, just what you were saying, like, like as far as a resource, the Vegan Society, you know, their website we found was fantastic. Um, generally speaking, though, we, we just sort of Google and, and watch YouTube videos and things. And there's just so much out there to nail it down to one thing is pretty difficult. But I mean, when we started researching, I don't think it took five minutes before we started, like, getting our minds blown by just exactly how yeah. important it all is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as a single resource, the, the Vegan Society, we found found that was a, re- a really good um, resource. Their website was really good. Lots of Q&As on it. Um, you know, it answered lots of questions quite clearly and cleanly. Um, but other than that, just just get, just get pick your phone up and Google it. <laughs> what is vegan? Why should I be vegan? You'll find the answer out in about three seconds. On our podcast, we try and do a, a takeaway. So every week we'll maybe share something that has surprised us or or shocked us most that week and something that maybe people will remember when they're then sharing knowledge about that topic with their friends at a later date. And I I remember Liam's one from the episode was all around the amount of animals that unfortunately get slaughtered. And if, if, if humans were, were killed off at the same rate of animals that the UK would run out of its population within 11 minutes. So it's, it's, you know, m- those mind-blowing type of facts that, that were coming out that we were thinking, wow, yeah, there, there's got to be a, a better way of going about what we're doing and let's give this veganism a try. Whew. I feel like I've heard it all and learned it all, but that <laughs> still shocks me. Like hearing it put in new ways where you can really wrap your, your brain around the, the magnitude of suffering that's happening in the, our normal food industry. Um, Thank you both so much for sharing. This has been amazing. I definitely uh, encourage everyone to check out your podcast, Two Guys, One Topic Podcast, and we will definitely link it in the show notes below, uh, in the show notes at plantpoweredpodcast.com. I would love to hear from you, both Tony and I. We're always also looking at ways in our lives that we can improve as human beings. And you've both explored in depth so much that we probably haven't had time to look into. So are there any topics that you would recommend for us and our listeners to dig into that maybe they'll learn something new, life-changing, potentially life-saving? <laughs> <laughs> um, We've done so many. Um, I we, we did an episode on not necessarily life-changing, but famous pieces of art. And you know, just digging into why pieces of what's so good about the Mona Lisa and the Last Supper. And, and off the back of that, we interviewed an art critic 
at the Sunday Times newspaper and just, you know, I, I thought that episode was, was, you know, blew my mind as well. I don't know, Ollie, have you got had a favourite episode we've done? There was one that where we try and simplify a very complicated topic and one of them was cryptocurrency. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so that that was a mind-boggling topic and very complicated, but we we managed to distill that down and share the best information. We've had some some really interesting ones such as the Guinness World Records or Michelin stars and just how they originated. They're things, you know, people have heard of Michelin star restaurants or the, the Guinness Book of Records, but how did they even come about? And both of those stories are quite intriguing. So um yeah, they were they were some of my favorites. Oh, we'll definitely have to check those out. And again, we're going to link your podcast and uh, and also how can people find you if they want to find you on social media? It is super easy. So we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and we're at two guys, one topic. So that's T-W-O, guys, O-N-E, topic, two guys, one topic great. We'll also include that. Thank you again so much for coming on our podcast and sharing your journey. And I know our audience will be very inspired. So many people who listen are also just stepping into plant-based living. So to hear your obstacles specifically and how you've overcome them, I'm sure is going to be really inspiring. Thank Thank you you so much for having us. Yeah, we highly recommend it. Awesome. Thank you both. And you're going to have to eat some amazing food in London because I know there's so many awesome spots and I can't wait to make it there one day. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, I want to give you all one last reminder to check out our sponsors of this episode, Gaim, the makers of the best, most beautiful, awesome yoga, fitness, meditation, um, and other just wellness things to help you along your fitness journey. And you can find them at Gaim.com, G-A-I-A-M.com. And also don't forget to check out Caraway. If you could use some better pots and pans and bakeware, check them out at carawayhome.com slash plant powered kitchen or just use the code plant powered kitchen at checkout and we'll include the links to everything in the show notes. Thank you so much to both of our sponsors. Oh my gosh. I loved talking to them, especially with hearing all of their super UK words like telly and tea time. And I don't know, they're just, they were just so fun to talk to. And I am really excited that they've had this experience. They seem to be really motivated and grounded in their choices. And that's a good place to begin this journey. Yeah, it's kind of funny when we uh, planned this podcast, it was when they were first stepping into it. And so today before the call, we're like, "Uh, what if they hated it? (laughs) What if they're like, never again, this vegan thing was awful. Um, So yeah, this was like a very unstaged, very positive experience, which is always so nice to hear. And hopefully it's inspiring for many of you. As we mentioned in the episode, if any of you are looking for support in the recipe department, especially food to share, definitely check out our cookbook, The Friendly Vegan Cookbook. Uh, We will link that over in the show notes. And then if you are struggling with budget or you just want to save some money or you feel like, yeah, you've been leaning a little too heavily on the processed foods, which can um, bring up higher at the grocery store, please check out our meal plans at 
plantbasedmealplan.com. Hopefully that will help you out. We show you how you can sort of hack the grocery store and cook a week's worth of food for as little as $25 an entire week. So um, that's really great. And then as always, if you want to support the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash plant powered people. And we so appreciate it. Every time we get an email, even if it's for $1, it really just makes our hearts so warm and full. So thank you so much and hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.